Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. And we are certainly fighting today. This is the Fighting Words Podcast with Kurt Schlichter, affiliated with Hugh Hewitt. I'm all Hugh Hewitty this week. I'm, I'm guest hosting this whole week. Uh, as I record this on Wednesday the 22nd, I've been up since 1 a.m. doing the Hugh Hewitt Show and now doing this, and it's craziness. So if I start hallucinating and wandering down some bizarre path, well, now you know the reason why. Because before we get to the, the meat of it, and I wanted to do some lawyery talk, uh, mostly about the new Fox lawsuit, the new sexual harassment lawsuit, and what I think of it from a lawyer's perspective. I did a little of it on the show on, I believe, Tuesday, but they all kind of blend together after a while. Just tell you a little about doing the show. What happens is I get up at about one, right? And I've gone to bed at like seven. So I'm up at one. I'm trying not to wake everybody up. Dogs are looking at me like I'm crazy. Take a shower, jump in the car, drive to uh, Hughes Paint, Relief Factor Studio somewhere in Southern California. The freeways are empty. I like that part. And I kind of chill out. I listen to some history on the radio, or not the radio, the, uh, the, you know, the audible books. And uh, I just generally you know, keep the vibe like this. And then I get there and I meet with Dwayne and Adam and Ben, and we start talking about how we're going to do the uh, show. Who, who are the guests? What are the cuts? And those are the, the cuts are the uh, little bits of video that we prepare. And we talk about which ones are really good and which ones are, you know, uh, we, that we definitely need to play. Uh, there may be some reads. That is some uh, kind of advertisements that I have to read. And I figure out where I'm going to put those. The whole, the whole, the whole show is laid out. There's a rundown. And it's by segments. And segments, you know, they start at X time and end at X time. They're different lengths. And... You know, uh, they're you're usually scheduled. The longer ones, I usually put, try and get guests in there, and I try and bring in guests that Hugh doesn't know. I try and use my own Rolodex, so I have a few interesting people. But there's always regulars, you know. You know, you get David Drucker. I think General Deptula is coming in on uh, Thursday. They, you know, so it's kind of a mix. I want to I want to expose people to some new folks. Uh, I always try and get a big name. You know, I had Jason Miller today. That's the Trump whisperer. He's a president's senior advisor. That was kind of fun. He said some interesting things. I cracked him up. That was that was good. Um, and, you know, things sometimes go wrong. I had uh, Ben Shapiro on. We had a little technical difficulty getting him on the phone. So that unfortunately cut the sh- uh, segment shorter than I'd like to have done it because there was more I wanted to say about the book and hear from him. But, you know, you got to go with the flow. You got to deal with stuff. Sometimes people have to drop out at the last minute. Sometimes they oversleep. I've had that happen. Sometimes stuff doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. And most of the time it does. It, it runs very smooth because Dwayne, Adam, and Ben have been doing this, I mean, for literally 20 years. So they, they know how to do it. They're, you know, the problems are, you know, if there's going to be a problem, it's going to be me. That's just how that works. So anyway, you do the show for three hours and then I drive home. And by then I, you know, come to work, 
where I'm recording this in my palatial corner office at my law firm. And, uh, you know, I try and, try and get a day of work done. So that's, that's kind of my story of guest hosting for Hugh Hewitt. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm very, I really appreciate that they allow me a chance to do it. It's, it's interesting. It's an art form. And there are things you have to learn how to do. And I'm, you know, I've, I've done it. I've guest hosted. I've been guest forever. And I've done like 60, at least 60 media hits in the last two weeks because of my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, which also I shamelessly promote on the, on the air. And, uh, see, there's this giant pause. That's one of the things I'm working on because I'll start thinking and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm recording something. Then there are the uhs and the uhs and the you knows. And I'm, I'm trying to get those out of my vocabulary of radio things. I want them off the plate. I do not want to do those things anymore. So if you hear me, uh, 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 or, um, uh, or I don't knows, or you knows, I want you to scream really loudly and then I will hear you and I will stop doing that. Think of it as, think of you yourself as my shock caller, not shot caller, shock caller. Shot callers are guys who run things in prisons. And while, while there are some parallels, that's not the, that's not the analogy I'm going for at this juncture. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about was the lawsuit brought by uh, Jennifer Eckert and Kathy Aru against Ed Henry, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and another gentleman who doesn't work for Fox, who uh, was a guest. And uh, as you know, I'm a civil lawyer, a trial lawyer. I defend cases. I bring cases too. And I I just kind of wanted to talk to you about what I saw when I looked at the complaint, where the the complaint is what plaintiffs file, their lawyers write it up, and it sets forth the allegations and shows why, if this stuff is true, they are entitled to recover money damages. That's what this is. It's not a criminal complaint. That's a different animal. This is money damages. They're suing Fox, Ed Henry, Sean, Tucker, this other guy, Gianno Canaro or something, I I forget his name, Uh, for a variety of claims related to alleged sexual harassment. One thing that's interesting is uh, Jennifer Ecker did apparently work for Fox. Kathy Aru did not. She wanted to. She was kind of a house liberal. She had been on Fox a number of times, about 18 times in the previous year. They called her the liberal Sherpa. I think they brought her on to give the liberal uh, spiel. And this is, this is all 19, uh, 2018. She, her, her claims are, are very different from Jennifer Eckert's. Jennifer Eckert um, was a production, it looks like she's a productionist, is often a guest. She wanted to be a full-scale contributor. I, I believe she worked for Fox. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not actually clear on that. And that's, one, that, that's a big issue. If you don't work for Fox, what duty do they have to protect you from sexual harassment? At their, uh, at their studio, by their people. Well, you know that that's a big issue. Now, according to this complaint, she was groomed and preyed upon by Ed Henry. Now, Ed Henry had had some problems previously. He had had to take a leave of absence because apparently he had a uh, little fling with a stripper in Las Vegas. So he, you know, he was always walking on eggshells at Fox. 
And as soon as they made this complaint in June, as soon as the lawyers brought it to their attention, they didn't file it till file the complaint till later. But the lawyers said to Fox, "Hey, you got a problem here. It is uh, Ed Henry got fired." Fox also did an investigation. The investigation uh, cleared Sean and Tucker and the other guy completely. In fact, their the press release was this is this was a frivolous case. We don't buy any of it. So you have a complaint, and Fox is. Fired Ed Henry. They're not taking a position on that, it seems. Although they may have to. And they are saying, no, Sean and Tucker are absolutely clear. Okay, what was Ed Henry accused of doing? Well, Ed Henry was accused of getting this young lady up to his hotel room, ripping her clothes off, uh, tying her up, and sexually assaulting her. Not once, but twice. And how does she support this? Well, uh, she includes a lot of texts, and they're kind of skin-crawly from Ed Henry. Uh, sexual in nature, kind of bizarre. Uh, interestingly, her texts to him were not included, but but these were conversations. She was saying something back. The other thing is, she, according to this, she went to his hotel room a number of times. This was not a one-time thing. Now, she says, I was afraid I would never get a job if if I didn't do what Ed Henry said. Okay. She kept you know, he apparently, according to the complaint, all I know is what's in the complaint. Okay, so I'm not, I, I'm just looking at this as a lawyer, giving you my opinions on reading. What you have here is her going to this guy's hotel room, getting with it, being with this guy again and again, apparently communicating with him. At one point, she says, she has a text where he says, the heck with your safe word. Now, apparently... Gosh, I hate having to discuss it. Apparently, a safe word is a word between consenting adults when they're doing something uh, kinky. You use the safe word, and then the other person stops. And Ed Henry's text was, the heck with your safe word. Except he didn't say heck. So my first... So obviously, what we're talking about here is, was, was this a consensual relationship? And and their their real target, I think, is Fox, because Fox is where all the money is. Fox is the employer under the respondeat superior, that is the responsibility of a company for people acting on behalf of the company. Fox is the target. They want money out of it. And Henry probably doesn't have that much money. I mean, he's he's got no job right now. Uh, he may be headed towards a divorce. So Fox is saying, well, first of all, it wasn't in the course and scope of employment. This was outside of work. This was not part of work. And under California law, uh, sexual assault stuff is frequently not considered responding at superior. Responding at superior can be very broad. You can walk around the desk or, or a, uh, you know, a check stand at a grocery store and punch a customer. And you would think, well, that's not in the course and scope of it. Well, you know, it can be in California, at least. But sexual assault seems to be so far out of it that it, it often is not considered course and scope. It's so bizarre that no one could possibly consider you might reasonably do this. This is just outright crime. And that's definitely, if true, if her allegations are true, Fox, you know, Fox will say, well, if, they, if this is true, this is so far out of work. And the fact that it took place outside of work, although there, there, there seemed to be some incidents where there was some interaction at work. But the, the big incidents apparently occurred like at a hotel room. Now, the first thing that gets 
says, you know, he ripped my clothes off. Okay, you go to your hotel room, he rips your clothes off. How did you get home? I mean, did you walk out with ripped clothes? Anyone see you? That's an evidence question. Um, more, more going to the issue of consent, because if this is consensual, it's not really any kind of recoverable thing. You know, do, do you have safe words with people you're not consenting with? She says she went in and puts, you know, he put handcuffs on me. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. What? It seems a little. And then she goes back and apparently, you know, interacts with him again and communicates with him more. And this is just, you know, as a lawyer, I kind of think this is going to be a very interesting deposition. What's a deposition? Well, a deposition is where you sit down in a room, probably with a videotape recorder, certainly with a court reporter, and you ask questions. And I would ask a lot of, if I was a defense attorney, I'd ask a lot of very tough questions. Why'd you keep going back to his room? What's with the handcuffs? Well, you reported this to the police, right? Right? You said you were hurt. You go see a doctor, go see a hospital. You you would try and find ways to make it seem that this this you know, this was consensual and this really wasn't some sort of assault. And I think, uh, you know, based on what they put in there, the, the, the stuff about the safe word, the stuff about her going back and forth, I think that's going to be very, very tough. I think it's going to be very, very tough to make this out to be non-consensual. And Ed Henry has had his lawyers reply, you know, this is baloney. This was completely consensual. I'm going to fight this. So that's the Jennifer Eckert part. The Kathy Aru part against Hannity. Okay, she's on with Hannity. And Hannity apparently throws $100 and says, who wants to take her out? Who wants to take her out to dinner? Now, apparently, this is something that Sean Hannity does. There's a, there was a prior profile of him where he talked about how he likes being matchmaker for young people, Right. And I guess he thought Kathy Aru was a nice gal. His, his argument's going to be, I think she's a very nice lady. I would, I want to, uh, you know, I think it'd be nice. Somebody, you know, take her out to dinner at Del Frisco's, which is right around the corner. I actually, when I go to Fox in New York, I often go to Del Frisco's. It's a nice Del Frisco's. I don't know if 100 bucks is going to cut it, though. But is this sexual harassment? Is this creating a hostile environment? First of all, she's not an employee. She definitely wanted to be a contributor, but she is not an employee there. And she said, I was mortified. And there's some people online saying this is just horrible and rude and cruel. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I've seen some stuff that's actually horrible, rude and cruel. And while this might not be everybody's cup of tea, it might even be awkward or even cringy. I'm not sure it falls under the rubric of sexual harassment i'm not sure it's something that is actionable she also doesn't work there she says well you know after this i got fewer gigs at fox well maybe she just wasn't very good i mean i don't want to be nasty i don't remember her very well so she didn't make any impression on me maybe she just wasn't great maybe her segments weren't that good look it's an unforgiving business the everybody wants those jobs there's not very many of them. There's a huge amount of competition. And look, Fox can be picky. But the idea that Fox is going to not pick her to be a contributor because she refused to participate, well, apparently nobody took him up on it, 
but she refused to participate when Sean Hannity, you know, perhaps lightheartedly, that'll be his argument, offered to allow her, you know, to, to pay for her to go on a date, essentially, with someone else, not him. That's, that just seems, I, I think that's a stretch. Her other thing is, and this, this gets a little more interesting, is against Tucker Carlson. She says, one day in December of 2018, you know, she's at Tucker Carlson's show. She'd been on something like 18 times the previous year. And she's in the chair. And when you sit in the chair, they hook a microphone to the front of your clothes. That's the microphone. And they do an earpiece. They attach that to your collar and swing it around your ear. And that's, and they put, you, you put, they actually put it on the outside of the ear and you push it into your ear. And that's how you hear the studio, you know. Kurt, can you give me a volume? One, two, three. Give me a count. One, two, three, four, five. Can you hear me? Can you hear? Can you hear uh, Tucker or whatever? And she says, "Well, I was trapped in the chair. Okay, tied to the chair. No one would release me. All right, I did Waters World Saturday, and uh, or sometime last week, but, but it ran Saturday. And you know, we finished the hit. I reached back behind me. I unplug. I, I took the thing off my collar, took it out of my ear." Took it off my coat, put it down, thanked the guys, left the studio. It's not, you're not tied into it. That's, that's ridiculous. That's crazy talk, okay? So right there we have a credibility issue. Tucker came, he puts on a leather jacket. He's talking to me while I'm in the chair. Puts on a leather jacket, okay? I don't know what that means. Maybe he likes leather jackets. And then he says, well, I'm alone here in, in, in New York. My family's not with me. I'm staying at a hotel. I'm, and then I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to this uh, Christmas party. I'm going to make an appearance, and she gives specific dates. And actually, her lawyers admitted after somebody pointed out some problems with the dates that they got the dates wrong. So that's a problem. Now, the big issue is Kathy Rue says, you know, I this was definitely an attempt to get me up to his hotel room. Definitely an attempt to do that. And I'm thinking. Uh, well, I, if it was, it wasn't a very, you know, aggressive one, you know, sometimes I, I rarely travel alone. I like to take arena with me, but if I am, I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm staying in town overnight. I'm going down to Washington, DC. <laughs> Clearly you're hinting, come to my hotel room. Well, no, no, I'm just telling you, you know, uh, Tucker has young kids. He, you know, he probably, <laughs> It's probably a relief to be, you know, just have a night to himself. It's not necessarily that he's asking in her hotel room. Um, she says, well, you know, I refused. And, of course, I felt terrified because I was trapped in this seat, which is silliness, as we've discussed. And, you know, after that, I only got three more Tucker hits. Okay. I've done Tucker three times, I think, in my entire life. Uh, it is a big deal to get on the highest rated show in cable. And that's what Tucker is. So that she had three more hits, that's a huge deal. And everybody wants on his show, okay? Hell, my, I, 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 I am absolutely sure my publicist for my book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, tried to get me on Tucker. Uh, didn't happen this time. I got on, like I said, I got on Waters World. And uh, I got to tell you, that, that, that helps book sales. It's a big deal. So, you know, the fact that she got on three times, that's that's a pretty big deal. And that's, 
Not exactly something you would expect from someone who was outraged because she refused to go to his hotel room based on his uh, innocuous statement that he was alone in the city for a night. So looking at this, and, and, and she has more claims about this other guy who didn't work there, who apparently maybe asked her out or something and she didn't go. You know, you're allowed to ask people out. Okay, that's not sexual harassment. And I'm not sure how it could be some sort of quid pro quo. What could this guy have given her? He didn't work for the company. So I, I have grave doubts about all this as far as the ability, based on what I read in the complaint and the fact that they already screwed up some dates, you know, you know her, her appearance was not exactly the date of, of, of the Christmas party as shown by some social media posts. And that just, that just hurts your credibility. The stuff about being in the chair, that shatters your credibility. If I'm, if I'm in a courtroom, I'm going to say, okay, how were you set up? Did you, did you have an earpiece? Did you have a microphone clipped to your front? That was how you were tied up. Did, was there anything else? So you're claiming you were tied up and forced here by these little, you know, clips, clipped wires. It just doesn't work. It's, it's not going to look good. So my assessment of these things as a lawyer I think there's going to be huge problems. It looks like Fox is going to fight instead of settle. But most cases settle, remember. People settle for all reasons. People settle for expense. They settle to modify risk. Uh, They settle just because they're exhausted. They settle because discovery might bring out something horrible. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Fox is going to settle this one. Might. But I think it's if if it does go to trial, I think they, uh, based on what I've seen so far, I believe they will have trouble proving a a case of sexual harassment. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of my lawyer analysis. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I figure this is a great place to do it since I'm in my lawyer office. But th- those are my thoughts. I just don't think it's a great case. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, you know, you see these people get big verdicts for uh, sexual harassment cases that perhaps had some more merit. And again, I don't, I don't know anything about them. I just know what the accusations are. And they think, well, you know, maybe they'll settle for something good. Maybe we can get something good. Maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know what the facts are. That's why we have juries. Those are my thoughts about the evidence that might be presented to the juries, the defenses we might see. Uh, and we may see something completely different. You never, once you start a lawsuit, you never know where it's going to end. You never know how it's going to go. In any case, I want to thank you guys for listening to Fighting Words, the Hugh Hewitt Affiliated Podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you uh, listen in uh, Thursday and Friday, the 23rd and 24th of July, as I continue guest hosting for Hugh Hewitt. It's a great honor. I really enjoy it. And uh, thank you very much. Go out and get the book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.